Welcome back in, everybody, to our final corporate update of the week here on a shortened week this week, heading into another shortened week next week. Uh, this will be the last episode before our long weekend, long form episode tomorrow. We're going to welcome in a new company, corporate introduction from Termalina. Termalina Metals trades on the Venture Exchange with TBX and also on the OTC QX with TBXXF. Welcoming in CEO, Mr. James Rogers. James, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Trevor. As always, it's an absolute pleasure to speak with you about mining and all things rocks. (laughs) Well, let's talk about your rocks, what you have at Termalina. General introduction here uh, with your, uh, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing this, Chenape project? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, you're close. Chenape. Chenape. So Termalina Metals was started in 2018, and it was focused on a less explored for lesser explored for style of uh, deposit called a tourmaline breccia pipe. Um, the company started in San Francisco uh, with the San Francisco project in San Juan, Argentina, which is, you know, incredibly hot jurisdiction right now. A lot of action coming out of there. Uh, and back in 2018, the company secured one of the highest grade breccias known, breccia pipes known on earth. Uh, that's the San Francisco project. Um, that project's now grown, and the company acquired a second project in Peru, uh, also focused on the same style of mineralization, um, and the same style of uh, deposit, this tourmaline breccia. And the whole idea was around high-grade, at-surface uh, deposit styles that you could uh, work with like a low capex style of extraction. So, you know, thinking more like a 5 million ton size deposit, that, that being the target that we want to explore for, as opposed to one of these, uh, some of these larger bulk tonnage scenarios. So that was the initial, initial concept of the company and it's, uh, continued to grow and had some great exploration success, uh, and currently kicking off, uh, a bunch of exploration efforts on both the San Francisco project and Chinape project in Peru. All right. Well, before we kind of get into what's in store for this year, let's talk about what has happened on the project. Uh, you're relatively new as a CEO of this of this company. It does come with some prior work. In fact, uh, there was a program, a phase one program was carried out last year. Uh, it came with some really nice, fairly wide intervals with some really good copper equivalent grades here. Uh, you know, share with us some of the highlights of the of that drilling and really what the significance of those assays are for the company moving forward. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you, so I came in as CEO at the end of summer last year, uh, and replacing Rohan Wolf, who'd been the, the previous uh, one of the founding geologists and previous CEOs. And my job here was to really breathe some new life into the projects and really get them focused on exploration and how do we keep moving things forward. Now, one of the first things that I came into was a drill program that had been designed and planned in the Chinave project. Uh, what's interesting about this style of mineralization, really good you know, copper, gold uh, mineralization is typical with these style of breccia pipes, tourmaline breccia uh, pipes. And what's important for 
us is to identify multiple wretched pipes that are showing and delivering the kind of high grades and nice interval widths that we're that we're looking for in order to build the critical mass of tonnage or uh, material that uh, we can look to evaluate uh, at a later point. So the, the initial drilling on Chinape, uh had been targeted for porphyry exploration years and years ago, and a number of these uh, wretched pipes had been identified throughout it. Our work on the project was the first focus solely on the tourmaline breaches. And what we did was we tested a number of breaches, all of which showed up with mineralization and some of the better, uh, better results uh, from this maiden drill program for, um, for tourmalina were in the nature of just under 40 meters of about 3.1% copper equivalent and some pretty incredible numbers, 48 meters, 3.8. Uh, some some impressive stuff starting at or near surface. And the most important thing here, though, is that we've intersected multiple breccia bodies that have these kind of grades. Uh, and that's important for us because it's showing that the model has a path to be able to be sizable and almost like a hub and spoke style of uh, uh, development. Okay. And you've got a number of targets here. Uh, I think I... Th- thought I saw about seven new t- breccia targets here. You're going to be potentially going after some positive early exploration work. Uh, is that yeah. something you'll look to do this year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we'll be looking to advance the, the drilling work on the Chinape project later in the year, likely after our Canadian summer is over. Um, why we're expanding that exploration footprint now is that we've proven that model uh, starts to make sense when you have multiple mineralized breaches. We've got a plethora of surface work and our permit is being expanded. So initially the project had a small environmental permit that would enable us to drill in a very small portion of the project itself. And that permit is uh, expected in the next month or two, um, just as it goes through the process here uh, in Peru. And that'll enable us to test multiple other targets on surface here. And, you know, maybe it's something like four or five, six of these that we need on this project to start to make something be really interesting. And right now we've got four. So, Okay. So I, we're talking, you know, just pure exploration drilling for this year. Yeah, for, well, a little bit of exploration drilling, but also a lot of surface work, uh, okay. a lot of mapping, grab sampling. The exploration team is led by Chico Esvido, um, who's got an incredible resume uh, and a great operational track record, including the discovery of Solaris Norte in, in Chile. Um, one of the better operators that I've had the privilege of working with, especially in Latin America, and his geological team and our geological team dedicated on these projects have been absolutely um, slaving away and picking up so many samples and so much data on these. So we've got a lot of surface data coming out. And when I first came in, I mean, there'd been so many samples taken on these projects, Trevor, uh, we hadn't really talked about them to the market. So uh, being able to pull together on Chinape, what was, I think, a database of about 5,000 samples between rock chips and channels and soils um, that gave us a lot of information to be able to um, to advance our understanding of the geology and exploration targets that we had and target a lot of them. 
Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the makeup of the company. Uh, you just closed a $5 million financing here. Uh, give us a sense of how much cash you have in the bank now after that $5 million and what it gets you through. Does it, I hope it should be covering you through the rest of the year. How far into 2024 does that get you? Yeah, that gets us into the end of this year. We're having and we're kicking off a really aggressive exploration program on our largest project, the San Francisco. This is, you know, 40,000 hectare land position. That's going to chew up a lot of that budget. Um, we're been prepping and the drill is about to kick off here imminently on that project, uh, which will be drill testing eight never drilled before priority targets including some breaches, uh, which are certainly showing some great grades on the surface, like 14% copper, but also uh, a number of intrusion-related gold and vein systems, which, uh, which I think represent the opportunity for the company to leverage that size of land position in such a good jurisdiction. So the cash that we've got on hand, that's going to go towards that um, drill program here. Now that's 12,000 meters plus of RC drilling uh, that kicks off right away uh, and we're looking at about a 3,000 meter program planned so far for Chinape. That's going to be defined uh, as we get some more surface work results in the next you know month, month and a half and we may need to grab a little bit more cash for that but uh, certainly given the strength and the attractiveness of the targets here uh, for San Francisco we're, we're really excited to start getting the drill turning there and, and see how the, the results come out. Right. There are no warrants in that financing, correct? No, there was. There's uh, five and a half there million was. warrants on that. Okay, five and a half million warrants. Yeah, forty five cent light offering. Okay, very good. Uh, and 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 just generally, major shareholders of the company. Who's involved in this? Yeah, so this is um, there's a lot of overlap from what was a K ninety two team. So Brian Sazarchuk is a uh, gentleman who initially asked, and we talked about getting involved together on this. So he brought me into the table. Um, so you've got Brian Sazarchuk sitting as president and director. Uh, we've got Chico Esvido, the uh, one of the founders of the company, sitting as director, and he's running all the exploration uh, efforts in. Um, in Latin America, he's got almost 40 years of experience. As I said, you know, he's part of the discovery of Solaris Norte. He was um, exploration manager for Iron Gold and Goldfields. Uh, we've got Jonathan Richards out of Vancouver as a CFO. And Laura Bastias is on our board as an independent director based out of the San Juan province in Argentina. Uh, Latika, also out of Vancouver as an independent. And one of the things that I really want to talk a little bit about, though, is the advisory board of and consisting of John Lewins, who's the uh, CEO of um, K92 Mining, as well as Doug Kerwin. Uh, Doug was pretty fundamental in a number of discoveries and a very well-recognized uh, exploration geologist uh, that we lean on quite heavily for both evaluation of projects and the exploration strategy. And really, this was one of his ideas about these tourmaline breaches starting to make sense as a forgotten style or a less explored for style of mineralization. Hmm. Well, in in that province is just ripe with this these types of breaches, isn't there? And you got a very large land package. It's huge. 40,000 40, hectares becomes, uh, you know, 
we say that we've got these eight targets that are being drilled here right now, but in reality, we've got over 163 known breaches on surface. You've got two separate porphyry targets that are one including an eroded lithocap and a series of uh, alterations um, and another. Uh, you've got several several different styles of vein mineralization from epithermal to mesothermal. And when when we look at something like a land package with this much mineral endowment that we've got so much data on, we're really starting to prioritize the targets that are going to give us those best drill results and show us the best path towards uh, exploration success. Um, yeah, the, the region itself, though, this is a much lower part of San Juan. It's only a couple hours away, uh, two and a half, three hours away from San Juan City itself, sitting at you know two thousand mid two thousand meter elevation. Um, but we are seeing an immense amount of activity, in particular from the Lundin Group up in the northern part of San Juan, where yeah. NGEX is intercepting some incredible numbers um, recently, including a bunch of breccia mineralization as well on their Porto Rose right. Cliff project. Right, right. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's wrap things up, James. Uh, last question for you is uh, really about, you know, the, how important this San Juan is becoming here for exploration. I mean, you just kind of hit the, the nail on the head there. But what is driving this bustle in San Juan? How difficult is it to explore there as far as, getting drillers or costs going up, you know, the general idea, if you're running yeah. a str- uh, an exploration business here, how, how hard is it to get work done? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a challenge when you're working in such a, such a hot jurisdiction to, to find suppliers, but the, there's a couple things to kind of unpack in that though. in that question, Trevor, uh, costs are, we're seeing them go up. The exchange rates extremely favorable, um, for foreign money coming in, investing in the in the province and in the country of uh, Argentina, um, so there's definitely an advantage on that side. But we are we are able to manage uh, working with a lot of different contractors. And the nice part about having so many people active in the area is that there are a lot of offshoots and other companies that are periphery in supplies. Um, it's definitely competitive, and a lot of these major groups like NGEX or, you know, the Lundin Mining Groups are soaking up a lot of the resources in the area. Uh, but the, for the size of projects with the 12,000 meter RC program that we're looking at, I mean, we have no problems uh, other than timing, just making sure everything moves, moves along quickly. But uh, it's definitely one of the most mining friendly provinces I've had the luxury of working in here now. It's just so easy. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, James, thanks so much for that introduction. Uh, we'll be hearing more out of Termalina in the future. It sounds like there's a lot of work being done uh, on the project and uh, we'll catch up as soon as more news hits the tape. Yeah. I'd love to give an update here as the drill gets turning and uh, yeah, look forward to, uh, to, to providing that here in the near future. You got it. All right. That's James Rogers of Termalina Metals, again, trading on the Venture Exchange with TBX and on the OTCQX with TBXXF. That's a wrap here today on Mining Stock Daily. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the long form featuring conversations with both Brent Johnson and also Chris Berry. Uh, Looking forward to airing that. All right, everybody, have a great evening. Be well.
The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.